Welcome to Creative Biolabs. We provide reliable oncolytic virus therapy development services for clients globally. Our service covers all aspects from virus engineering, cell biology, to animal testing. We have archived professional academic reports and the latest scientific progress on oncolytic virus therapy by making it into a podcast column. You can subscribe us to follow the latest updates on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Creative Biolabs podcast series on oncolytic virus. For today's episode, we invited Jensen to join us. He and his team have been working on finding more effective ways to treat cancers. Thank you for joining us Jensen. Thanks for inviting me. And thanks for the introduction. It's great to be here. So just by looking at the statistics, it seems that the number of cancer cases has increased in recent years, compared with the disease rate from decades ago. Cancer has definitely become a common disease. And we all know that, tumor is not just one disease, it is a large category of diseases. Can you first tell us the basics about these categories of tumors? Yeah. Although some might think these are just classification methods. But you know, even these classification methods are important, because they are guiding the diagnosis and treatment of tumor. Tumors can be divided into benign tumors and malignant tumors. Malignant tumors are then further divided into cancer and sarcoma. Further classification can be made according to tissue origin, malignancy, pathological type, immunohistochemistry and molecular characteristics. Malignant tumor is said to be a heterogeneous disease. What does heterogeneity mean in this context? The so-called heterogeneity refers to the same kind of tumor, due to the location, staging, pathological results, molecular typing, degree of malignancy, location prone to metastasis, and many other factors are different. And the response rate to different treatments is also different the treatment results, and prognosis are also different. We know that many methods are used today to treat cancers. Let's not go into their effectiveness yet. And you have just listed different cadiages of tumors. So for malignant tumors, what methods are mostly used for treatment? Begin with the early stage of malignant tumor. Surgery is one of the main methods to completely cure the tumor which has been prevalently recognized by clinical practice. But you know, unfortunately, most tumors are in the middle and late stage when they are diagnosed. So it is difficult to completely remove them. Radiotherapy is the use of radiation to kill malignant tumor cells, but also one of the main means of traditional cancer treatment, although some tumors are sensitive to radiation. Because malignant tumor has the characteristics of metastasis, as one of the main means of traditional treatment, chemotherapy still plays an irreplaceable role in many aspects. And we also have molecular targeted therapy. It is a kind of therapy at the cellular and molecular level, aiming at the known cancer sites. When drugs enter the body, cancer sites will be selected specifically to combine to produce a role so that tumor cells will die specifically, and will not be affected by normal tissue cells around the tumor. So after these traditional treatment methods, 
we know that with the development of life science and technology, there are many new and popular therapies for cancer treatment. Among them, oncolytic virus therapy is one that has been recently studied by many researchers. Because these viruses can replicate and cause tumor cells to break down without affecting normal cells. Jensen S. team has been working on oncolytic viruses for many years. Would you like to tell us about these magical viruses? Yeah, like you said, our team has been working on oncolytic viruses. And we really feel that this is the way to go in the near future for cancer treatment. Oncolytic viruses are a kind of natural or genetically engineered virus, which can selectively replicate in tumor tissue, then infect and kill tumor cells or cause tumor cell lysis, but has no killing effect on normal tissue. They were originally developed as direct cytotoxic drugs, but now it is known that their anti-tumor activity also depends largely on the activation of the immune system. Oncolytic virus therapy is a rapidly expanding branch of cancer immunotherapy and represents a real opportunity to improve the currently available treatment options. What is the mechanism of the oncolytic virus entering cells? At present, many oncolytic viruses in the clinic have a natural affinity for the abnormal expression of cell surface proteins in cancer cells, which has become a favorable way for oncolytic viruses to enter tumor cells. Let me give you some examples. A herpes zoster virus type 1 surface receptors are excessively expressed in certain cancer cells, including various cancers such as lymphoma, melanoma. Similarly, other types of oncolytic viruses can also enter tumor cells by specific surface receptors that are highly expressed in tumor cells. In addition, we can also use genetic engineering technology to modify oncolytic viruses to make them specifically target tumor cells. You have just talked about the mechanism of oncolytic viruses entering the cells. What about the mechanism that can kill the tumor cells? There are a variety of mechanisms to explain the killing effect. The first and simplest method is to directly lyse tumor cells. When the tumor cells rupture and die under the infection of the virus, the released virus particles further infect the surrounding tumor cells. A second mechanism is an innate immunity induced by the oncolytic virus. There are receptors, such as toll-like receptors in or on the surface of cells, which can recognize the nucleic acid or protein of the virus and induce the expression of cytokines. The expressed cytokines combine with receptors on other cells, leading to the expression of antiviral genes and the recruitment of immune cells. And another mechanism is that an oncolytic virus can stimulate the adaptive immune response. After the virus lyses tumor cells, the released tumor-specific antigen is presented by dendritic cells. Dendritic cells recruit and activate CD8 plus and CD4 plus T cells, and then induce antigen-specific T cell killing. Maybe you have heard about the in-situ vaccine and the remote effect? The lysis of tumor cells leads to the release of tumor-associated antigens, and then recruit more dendritic cells and other immune cells to infiltrate into the tumor area, activate the anti-tumor immune response and play the role of in-situ vaccine. 
oncolytic virus can also use in-situ vaccine to make distant uninfected metastases subside through cross-presentation, resulting in remote effect. That's amazing, with all these killing mechanisms. As far as I know, oncolytic viruses can improve the inhibitory microenvironment. Is this also one of the mechanisms of oncolytic virus killing tumor cells? That's correct. Under the pressure of the immune system, tumors gradually form a highly complex tumor microenvironment. It contains a lot of immunosuppressive cells, immunosuppressive cytokines, and immunosuppressive molecules. These factors can maintain the tumor inhibitory microenvironment, promote tumor growth, and help tumor escape. Oncolytic viruses not only can break the existing anatomical structure of the tumor microenvironment, but they can also break the tumor inhibitory microenvironment, creating a good microenvironment for another immunotherapy. Oncolytic virus expressing specific cytokines can cleave tumor cells and improve anti-tumor immunity, which has dual efficacy. Many data have shown that the vascular system is very important for the growth of tumors. Can oncolytic virus kill tumors by destroying their vascular system? That's a great idea, and yes, the infection of the oncolytic virus can destroy the tumor vascular system. Tumor growth depends on the tumor vascular system to provide nutrients. Therefore, if the tumor vascular system can be destroyed, the growth of a tumor can be effectively inhibited. Compared with other treatment methods, Oncolytic virus has obvious advantages in tumor treatment because of its destruction of tumor blood vessels. Studies have shown that vesicular stomatitis virus can directly infect and destroy tumor blood vessels in vivo by intravenous administration, but has no effect on normal blood vessels. It's really a great discovery. Oncolytic viruses do show great potential in cancer treatment. But as a single drug, oncolytic virus only shows moderate clinical benefits, and there are still many challenges before it can fully develop its potential. What do you think researchers should focus on to improve the efficacy of the oncolytic virus to the ideal level? Well, I think there are a lot of things we can do to improve its efficacy. But you know, with an oncolytic virus therapy, we need to transfer the virus to the tumor site directly and enhance the anti-tumor immune response. This requires an ideal delivery route. But the best delivery route is not known at present. So I think finding the best delivery route for the oncolytic virus should be a focus right now. But there is an oncolytic virus already approved and on the market? Yes, in 2019, TVC, the only oncolytic virus approved by FDA, has been injected directly into melanoma. TVEC is a kind of oncolytic virus modified from herpes simplex virus type 1. It has shown good safety and therapeutic effect in phase 3 clinical trials of the treatment of advanced melanoma. This approach ensures the full viral dose to the tumor tissue. However, the degree of anti-tumor immunity may be sub-maximum. According to clinical observation, TVEC reaction was 15% in visceral metastases, and 64% in direct injection lesions. Perhaps more importantly, 
The use of intratumoral drugs limits the use of oncolytic viruses to tumors that are easily accessible. But you know, many tumors are not easily accessible. Does this affect the efficiency? Yes, very likely. Generally speaking, systemic administration is safe and widely used in the clinical environment, especially for visceral or extensive metastatic diseases. However, viruses entering the blood face inactivation of several mechanisms, including scavenger cells in blood or reticuloendothelial organs, as well as immune molecules such as complement and virus-specific antibodies. That's why the virus is faced with rapid neutralization before it reaches the tumor. In this case, intratumoral administration is a more stable treatment. But in the case of systemic administration, how can we best protect these viruses? One of the methods is to load the virus into the carrier cells. And they can be all kinds of cells, including transformed cells, endothelial cells, and immune cells. All have been proved to be effective carriers for the transfer of ovarian lentivirus carrier to tumor. Among them, the advantage of using immune cells is that it is possible to double attack the tumor. In other words, immune cells have dual functions as viral carriers. Can you illustrate this with an example? Sure, let's see. The use of tumor-specific T-cells for direct delivery of oncolytic agents can theoretically ensure that viruses are delivered specifically to tumor targets. In addition, this approach can benefit from the cytotoxic potential of carrier cells. Although the expansion of endogenous tumor-specific T-cells is still a problem, the chimeric antigen receptor T-cells are attractive as virus carriers. Alternatively, the use of antigen-presenting cells, such as dendritic cells or monocytes, as viral carriers may enhance the development of adaptive anti-tumor immune responses. I have seen recent studies shown that virus-specific neutralizing antibodies do not always hinder the spread and treatment of systemic ovarian cancer. However, the combination of oncolytic virus and carrier cells can improve the therapeutic effect. Why is that? Let me give you another example. One from our recent study. So we are studying the delivery of oncolytic rheovirus by cell carriers. Rheovirus is a family of double-stranded RNA viruses without an envelope. Rheoviruses can be classified as wild strains and natural weak virus strains. Oncolytic rheovirus has been confirmed in a variety of cancers, including strong clinical efficacy and low body toxicity in multiple myeloma. In the presence of antiviral antibody, monocytes will carry the virus more effectively. This depends on the antibody receptors expressed by these cells. Wow, have you found a way to load rheovirus or rheovirus antibody complex into monocytes? Happy to report. Yes. The same method is also suitable for loading into other immune cell subtypes after magnetic activated cell sorting. For example, T cells, dendritic cells, and natural killer cells are all used to load in this way. Now we know that monocytes, as carriers to deliver viruses to tumor sites and antigen presenting cells, 
may also enhance the development of adaptive anti-tumor immune response. Jensen and his team have made a very important contribution to the development of tumor vaccines. Thank you for sharing your expertise with us today, Jensen. That's the end of the show. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll continue our discussion on oncolytic viruses next time.